I don't think going through this alone is helpful because sometimes our thoughts can get a hold of us and we start believing in things that aren't true. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello and welcome. It's Morgan King, your host of Connect Back In. I appreciate you being here with me today. And if you've clicked on this episode, I'm assuming that you are experiencing grief in some way, shape, or form. Um, Specifically today, I will be talking about the loss of a loved one, but there are principles that you can take from this that you can adapt and use if you're grieving maybe the life you used to have before COVID or um, I don't know, anything. And I think a loss of a loved one is going to be more applicable, but um, I think the principles do go hand in hand with just grieving in general. The reason why I want to focus on that is if, uh, for those of you who don't know, I lost my dad in April, 2019, and it has been the wildest ride I've ever been on. Nothing compares to this when it comes to growth, when it comes to challenges, when it comes to sadness. And it never seems to really fully let up. And initially, I was in a stage in my life when I was looking for the action steps to overcome. And I remember going to my therapist and being like, all right, so tell me what I need to do so I can feel normal again. And she's like, it doesn't really work that way. And I'm like, well, how does it work? And I've read books and tried to do my own research. And it's been hard to figure out a step-by-step, if you will, that works for everyone. And I don't want you to think that's what this is today. I guess I've been feeling called to do this, even though it is very uncomfortable for me and perhaps even for you listening, because we don't talk about this. Um, Death is not something that in our culture we are open to. No one really knows how to handle it. No one knows what to say. And you either just think about it all the time and cry all the time and become depressed and it ruins your life or you ignore it. And I think there's this middle ground where you can allow it to be what it is, not let it take over your life, but honor the grief that exists for you so that you can still continue forward and um, deal with the emotions, but not let them take over everything. So I have some principles I want to share with you today. They are steps. (laughs) Um, So maybe I did find the step-by-step after all. No, um, I think I just want someone to listen to this and maybe I'll even re-listen to it myself when I'm feeling down and I need a reminder. Um, It's like the moment I feel completely fine and that everything has settled and I'm okay, it sneaks back up again somehow. And I want, the first thing I want to talk about is the range of emotions that you experience when you lose a loved one. Um, It is vast and I want you to think of it in a cycle. So think of a circle and it's cyclical, kind of like the seasons versus a line. There isn't this bottom 
portion and you you continue to grow and grow and grow over time. Yes, there's growth within it, but the emotions that you experience come in varying waves um, and it seems to be somewhat of a cycle. So I did a little research on this and in the beginning, I actually would text my family and be like, oh, great, I get to look forward to anger next because I'm still stuck in denial <laughs> when it came to this cycle. So I'm just going to go through these and they might um, resonate with you as well if you are experiencing grief right now. So first, um, oftentimes you will have a lot of numbness, especially those first few weeks if it was unexpected. Um, With my dad, it was. He passed away in his sleep. um, And it was a huge shock. And you have to buy flights. Luckily, my sister, who um, is a nurse in the ICU, handles situations like this a lot more often than I have. I don't even know how she does her job. I'm like so blown away by her capacity to handle those situations on the daily. But um, I couldn't even function. And she booked us two flights within 30 minutes of finding out. And we got in an Uber, packed our stuff and ended up home. Um, And then you have to do all the funeral uh, arrangements and deal with other family members. And it's a lot within the first week. You're very numb. You don't really know what's going on. um, And your body is very much in shock. And then I think next, what they have on the wheel here is denial. Especially for me, I live in California. My dad was in Wisconsin. I only saw him five, six times a year. We talked on the phone probably every month. But I could just pretend he'd always go to Key West in the spring and he'd be busy entertaining guests and fishing and doing fun things. So we didn't talk as often then. So literally to get through the first couple of weeks, I would just be like, oh, he's in Key West. You know, just pretend he's in Key West or pretend like he doesn't have access to his phone or pretend like you guys already talked. And I have all these voicemails from him that I've saved. Um, so I'd listen to those. And I was doing fantastic. Denial phase. I was crushing it, (laughs) which I don't know if that's healthy or not, but I was able to really just focus on the positive and wow, how amazing that he didn't have to die in a hospital with a bunch of ventilators. Um, He wasn't in the healthiest shape, although it was very shocking that it happened. Um, But he, I believe is in a better place and I'm excited for us to connect in another way. (laughs) And then um, next comes anger. So on the wheel, the first bucket, as I mentioned, is numb, shock, denial. And then you have anger and you get frustrated and you might be experiencing the whole why me movement. Uh, I don't know why I said movement, um, but why me? Why is this happening to me? Hasn't I, haven't I dealt with enough? Why do I not get a dad? Why did he have to pass away? How come everybody else gets to still have a dad and all the things he's going to miss out on and just being super pissed off? And the, like, just life's unfair. Um, that's a that's a challenging place to be, and you kind of blind yourself through that. And you, it's challenging to see the positives. You kind of want to you want to wallow in your feelings, and just knowing that that's okay. That's okay. You can be angry. Um, then next uh, comes depression and detachment. So I feel like for me it like kind of morphs, the anger then morphs into depression and no one understands. In those first couple of weeks when someone passes away, people reach out, have their condolences. Um, we're sorry for your loss. Thoughts are with you and it's all great. But then after that, 
in society. And I totally get this. I totally understand. I've done the same thing to all my friends is now you're just expected to keep moving, move on, get over it. And I almost even thought that that what was happening with me when I was in the denial phase and it, it doesn't go away. And it's almost as if you feel annoying for keep talk to keep talking about it because you've said the same things over and over to the same people. And I'd almost get frustrated with myself. And that's where the detachment was come in is I just, I'm sick of talking about this. I'm sick of crying every day. I'm sick of going through these cycles. And then the judgment and opinions that I would um, put onto those things would just make me feel 10 times worse. And so just allowing yourself to express those feelings and be with, with those emotions, it's, it's natural. Um, and then moving a little quicker here is some dialogue. So you start to reach out. Um, you, you have the desire to tell people about the person who passed or how they died. Um, and I do this a lot. I talk about my dad all the time to, to the point where I don't use past tense quite yet. And <laughs> it can get a little awkward when I'm talking about a current situation. I'm like, oh, yeah, that my, my dad does that. And they're like, oh, where is your dad? And it's like, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable because I have to tell you that he's not here. <laughs> um, and then you go into acceptance and then returning to meaningful life. You feel empowered self-esteem, you have meaning to your life because you just recognize that death is inevitable for every single one of us. So through all that, just knowing that the emotions you're experiencing will come in a cycle and varying waves. And a friend, a dear friend of mine who lost her mother um, had reached out to me right away and we became extremely close. And that was the first thing that she told me because I kept telling her, I'm like, I feel like I get it. And then I go back down into this deep dungeon. She's like, yeah, it's just, a, it's a cycle and it'll have varying um, aggressiveness and maybe decrease over time, of course. But just knowing that you're not doing it wrong, I think that's the first thing um, with the cycle. <clears throat> Second is ask someone for support. I don't think going through this alone is helpful because sometimes our thoughts can get a hold of us and we start believing in things that aren't true. So being judgmental and having opinions on our grief versus just allowing them to be there and knowing that they're natural. So whether it's a partner or a good friend or maybe someone who's experienced loss themselves, I feel like that's really helpful because it's kind of hard to explain, especially if it's a spouse or a parent. If you have someone who has experienced that, that exact loss, um, I think they're all very unique depending on your relationship with that person. But I found that really helpful. And at first it was challenging. I, I don't have a tough time asking for help. I want to seem strong and courageous. But um, it's, it's courage that you need to ask for help because it's the support that you need to know you're not alone. And most people don't know what to do. And you likely don't even know what you need them to do. So just say, be here with me and let me express my emotions. And being able to just cry and talk about that person and maybe you'll come up with a fun memory I just think that's so important to have a space to release those stories and those emotions. Um, accept and honor your feelings is the third one that I have here. 
I even name them sometimes, which is really woo woo, <laughs> um, but giving them space to release. Um, it can be tough at first because you're out in public or maybe you have to work at your job. I remember I was actually going through a real estate transaction with some incredible clients who had known that I lost my dad, um, but I had to show up and I couldn't be crying and depressed every day. And I would push down, I'd hear a Rolling Stones song on the radio, which is always kind of a sign, I feel like, for my dad. He was a huge Stones fan. And I'd, I'd just push it down. All right, we can't cry here. I'm on my way to a closing. I can't show up with tears in my eyes unless I want to pretend like I'm really, or I am really happy for my client always, but um, pretend like they're happy tears. So you you learn to shove down, not learn, but in adver- you don't even want to. You don't, you're not trying to. It just, you push things down a little bit and a little bit. And for me, it becomes almost like a physical ailment. I can't take deep breaths. Um, I feel like something's about to crawl out of my skin. It's hard for me to be present because I use distractions so I don't have to feel my feelings because that emotion becomes so forceful and so strong because over time I've pushed it down so far. I have now come to recognize what this is and um, say, oh, okay, let's take some time here. It's going to be icky. It's going to be gross. um, But I need to, I do this through meditation. I listen to a grief meditation through Insight Timer. I connect with my dad and I release the emotions and it's really exhausting. But I feel 10 times better after I do it every time. And it's something I'm actually doing this week in full transparency, which led me to want to record this podcast. I was feeling crummy, doing all my affirmations, doing all my positive vibes things, and something just was not clicking and I couldn't tell what it was. And so I did some meditation and found that I had a big lump of of grief and sadness. So um, just honoring that and allowing yourself to express that and using resources such as meditation or support groups or things like that so you can get in touch and just allowing yourself to cry and release that. Uh, Number four is taking care of yourself. And it's almost, I mean, it's been a year and a half for me and I'd figured by this time I'd be over it, right? Um, I don't think it'll ever go away and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that now. And even now just talking about it, I'm getting emotional. Um, It's exhausting. (laughs) And even if it's been a year and a half, I still feel the same emotions. I'm just better able to handle them. And one of the ways in which I do this is by supporting myself. So if I need to get a little extra rest that day, drink some water, nourish my body, whether it's through the meditation or going for a long walk or maybe listening to the Rolling Stones or looking at old pictures of him and us or whatever it is, is taking care of yourself and listening to what your body needs. Because it's almost like thinking of yourself having the flu or if you're sick or something like that, in order to feel better, you need to give your body the right fluids, the right nourishment that it needs to get back to a healthy state. And I find that this is really helpful when it comes to grieving. Um, Number five is really powerful. I think when we hit a challenging time, somehow we feel like it's going to last forever. And that creates, it's very scary 
So when I used to get really upset, I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole life's going to fall apart. I'm a business owner. I have all these great relationships, my health, like everything's going to go down the, the chute because I'm sad for one day. And that is just simply not the case. So reminding yourself that um, you're riding this wave and it's coming up, try to find support, take care of yourself and allow it to go. And again, with this cycle, it's just going to go through the emotions that you need to go through and knowing that they're not going to last forever and that you're stronger than you think and you can handle anything that is brought your way. And number six, I think this is the most important one, is the silver lining. And it can be really tough to do when it first happens because you're in that kind of fear, anger state, frustrated, maybe depressed, um, sadness. And once you have kind of a moment of clarity, you're able to recognize um, what matters to you most because the little things just seem to fall away. And the truth is family, relationships, your health, those are the most important things in life. And when someone dies, you really get uh, that front and center, that message. And so it allows you to kind of look at your life and see how you're living. And is it, is it worth it? Is it making you happy? Is it bringing you joy? Is it supporting your values that you have for yourself? Are you living your truth? And also it goes to show when you grieve someone as much as you do, It's often a representation of how much you loved that person. So that's a really beautiful thing if you can look at it like that. <laughs> so I hope if you're grieving that you found this helpful and I want you to know you're not alone and you're not weird and everyone experiences this at one time or another, unfortunately. Um, but it can be a really beautiful thing, too. I feel like I have a stronger connection with my dad than I ever have before because I'm very spiritual. I talk to him all the time. I know he's supporting me in everything that I do. And um, if I can pull it together here. <laughs> I just hope you feel that you're not alone and that these steps might help you in your grieving journey. If you would like to chat about this or if you know someone who might be grieving, maybe send this along to them um, so they can feel supported and work through whatever it is that they need to work through. As always, thank you so much for listening and taking the time today and stay safe out there. Until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In, and thank you for listening.